and gentlemen, welcome to High Desert Word Center. Woo! Let's stand up. Hallelujah. We're going to say our confession for America. Amen. Because it works, right? Yes. Hallelujah. You ready? Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and in unity, we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. And you know what? Something else we need to start doing is we need to start speaking life over America, life to the unborn. We need to do that now. We won't hear from the Supreme Court on that until June, but we got to keep praying about it, praying for those Supreme Court justices, praying for the truth about abortion that has already been made known, that they would receive that truth and that life would prevail in America. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you may be seated. want to go over the announcements with you tonight. Um, Pastor Dave had hernia surgery today, so he's not here. Um, so anyway, they're home. And we're also not doing nursery or children's church uh, tonight or on Sunday. And that will reopen next Wednesday, January the 19th. And then here's Pastor uh, Dave wants me to tell you this. He said, we are currently shorthanded with our children's ministry volunteers due to many people having to quarantine from work and school, etc., after being exposed throughout the community. All of our High Desert Word Center families are doing well, even those who have tested positive for the Omicron variant of COVID. We acknowledge the mild nature of this variant, but we want to ensure that nobody else has to quarantine or miss time from work or school. So that's from Pastor Dave. Amen. Hallelujah. So just be, you know, just keep lifting everybody up because, you know, we're healed. Amen. In Jesus' name want to tell you about the women's meeting Friday night. I'm super excited about it. I've been working on this for a while. It's called Help for Young Mothers. And if you're not a young mother, it does not mean that I don't want you to come because I want you to come because you may be able to have some input into it. But uh, it's 6.30 Friday night victory. And we're having a salad bar. So bring a salad or else you can bring the fixings that go on it like uh, meat or cheese or salad dressing or nuts or whatever. And um, also uh, maybe a dessert if you want to. Amen. So it's going to be super good. I got a lot of information that I want to give to the young mothers because they seem to be having a lot of difficulties. So anyway, we want to help them, right? It's supposed to be a happy, victorious time. Amen. And also for the young wives and moms on Saturday, January the 22nd at 11 a.m., they're going to meet at Jenny's for a time of fellowship and some good eating. Amen. No kids can't bring your kids to this time, so get yourself a sitter, amen. Also, membership class is January the 23rd. Uh, that's a Sunday night from 4 to 7 p.m., so make sure that if you... Oh, we're supposed to pass out the sheet. Are you all members in here? Anybody not a member? I think you're all members. That's okay. That's all right. Also, uh, we haven't announced this yet, but the San Diego Holy Spirit Conference this year, Dr. Barkley's Holy Spirit Conference, is February the 1st through the 4th. So it's the first week of February. So anyway, so make plans if you're going to go. You know, it starts on a starts on a <laughs> starts on a Tuesday night at seven. Then it has, let's see, Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. It's ten thirty in the morning and seven at night, and it's Friday night on, at, at the seven o'clock service. So anyway, praise the Lord, Hallelujah. Okay, so what time is it now? Happy time. It's happy time, Hallelujah. So if you need an envelope for your giving, raise your hand, and Robert will be more than happy to, to and so will Walter, to serve you if you need an envelope. Um, I'm in Nehemiah tonight, which is a little odd, and I'm in the New King James, chapter 10, and I'm going to start at verse 35 and go down through 38. This is really interesting to me because it talks about tithing way back then. And we made ordinances, it says, to bring the first fruits of our ground 
and the first fruits of all fruit of all trees year by year to the house of the Lord. Well, your first fruits are your tithe. To bring the firstborn of our sons and our cattle, as it is written in the law, and the firstborn of our herds and our flocks to the house of God, to the priests who minister in the house of our God. To bring the first fruits of our dough, our offerings, the fruit from all kinds of trees, the new wine and oil to the priests, to the storerooms. Remember when we read Malachi chapter 3, it talks about the storehouse. To the house of our God and to bring the tithes of our land to the Levites. For the Levites should receive the tithes, they were the priests, in all our farming communities. And the priests, the descendants of Aaron, shall be with the Levites when the Levites receive tithes. And the Levites shall bring up a tenth of the tithes to the house of our God, to the rooms of the storehouse. I just thought that was super cool today. Kind of reads like Malachi chapter 3. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, well, we don't have a screen up here for some reason, but we're going to do our financial faith confession. There's no, this, is this thing not on or what's the story? Oh, well, okay. You guys help me. I don't want to turn around. I know, but I don't want to turn around with my back to all these lovely folks on online. So anyway, y'all help me say it, okay? Stand up. As we bring our Lord's tithes and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all our financial needs so we have more than enough to take good care of our family, to give generously in the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. sing. Now come let us worship our King. Now come let us bow at His feet. Now he has done great things. I see what our Savior has done. I see how His love overcomes. He has done great things. He has done great things. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh, God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awaken the life. Oh, Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh, God, you have done great things. faithful through every storm you'll be faithful forevermore you have done great things and I know you will do it again for your promise is yes and amen you will do great things God you do great things hero of heaven you conquered the grave you free every captive and break every chain oh God you have done great things we dance in your freedom awaken the life oh Jesus our Savior your name lifted high oh God you have done great Hallelujah, God, above it all. Hallelujah, God, unshakable. Hallelujah, you have done great things. 
above it all. Hallelujah, God, unshakable. Hallelujah, you have done great things. You've done great things. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh, God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awaken the light. Oh, Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh, God, you have done great falls and won't prevail cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph my God will never fail I know my God will never fail I'm gonna see a victory gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you Lord I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will win. I'm not backing down from any giant. I know how this story Yes, I know how this story ends. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Let's declare that. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Let's take it up. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil. Turn it for good. You turn it for good. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see a victory. 
I'm going to see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. You take. You take what the enemy meant for evil And you turn it for good You turn it for good You take what the enemy meant for evil And you turn it for good You turn it for good You take what the enemy meant for evil And you turn it for good You turn it for good You take what the enemy meant for evil And you turn it for good You turn it for good I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. Sing it. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! What a song, what a song, what a song. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll tell you what, that's how faith works. you got to see it before you can see it. If you don't see it with the eyes of your faith, you're never going to see it. Amen. That's what I'm preaching tonight. That song was right where we're at, what we're preaching tonight. Take your seats because I'm wired and I'm ready. Amen, amen, amen. And hello out there on the Internet, watching what's going on. Uh, I tell you what, I believe in the name of Jesus. What we're preaching tonight is going to come right through, right out there. We're listening tonight on Wednesday night, January the 12th, 2002. Or if it's in the future, you see this. The word's anointed. The Holy Ghost never changes. And you're going to get it. Well, the Lord told me tonight to encourage you. You know, I'm a, I'm a Bible teacher. But I can put some cheerleading clothes on tonight if I have to. Put on, you know, the Old Testament, put on the garment of praise. Amen. I got it on. How about you? And, you know, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. We got all the smiling faces tonight. Nobody's depressed. Nobody's in despair. Because we're going to take what we got in here. It's going right out there. All around the world, the country, every place that people's watching this, they're going to get what we've got. I want you to open up. And this is something the Lord just gave me, so this is, it's not on the outline, but we don't have outline anyway. So, <laughs> Psalms, Psalms 37, verse 11 through 13. And this, this is the area we're going to be ministered on tonight anyway. And since we don't have the uh, media people here tonight to put it on the screen, you have to use your real Bible. Or... Your mechanical device or whatever you call the iPhones, iPads, and pods and all the stuff there. But anyway, you have to open up something and see if your own eyes. And for taking notes, I want you to get this. And this title I've got is kind of, kind of off an old saying, but it's kind of tailored for what God was to say tonight. Do you ever hear the, the uh, saying, he who laughs last, laughs last? Well, guess what? He who laughs last will outlast the problems. He who laughs last will outlast the problems. And that's what we're going to be talking about, encouraging you not to let the doom, the gloom, the despair. Anybody ever watch Hee Haw besides me? We got some people did. Yeah, my, one of my cousins was a star of Ginger Samples. But anyway, they, they, had, they had a song in there that the old guys would sing while they're sitting around the moonshine, moonshine jug sitting around and Doom, despair, and agony on me. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. That's the way the world is right now. We come through things that's put them under, 
You cut down, you go down to the store and you come back with eight rolls of toilet paper. Ain't you lucky? No, I'm a butt person. What do you mean a butt person? Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all of my toilet paper according to his riches glory by Christ Jesus. Well, we went down there, the shelves were empty, but my God will give what I need to me according to his riches and glory. Well, you're just lucky. No, I'm not lucky. I'm a child of God and I'm blessed. And so, you know, I just, I've, oh, I, Mr. Pastor told me how short I got to be tonight because you get people home. But man, you start preaching and you got that spirit of encouragement on you to help people. You can't already slow up. But I'll tell you, we haven't done through, without through the whole thing. I know that most of you haven't either because we know how to get it. And so therefore, somebody tells me, there's no need to go down there. They don't have any. Well, John 14, 14, in the little Greek says, if you ask anything in my name, if I haven't got it, I'll make it. He's made everything I've needed. So anyway, we're not sad. So I want you to look at this Psalms 37, verses 11 through 13. And I want to tell you where laughter comes from. It says, but the meek shall inherit the earth. The meek are the humble, the teachable, people that know that God is their source. He's the creator. He's the beginning, the ending. He's our all in all. The meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves, delight themselves in abundance of peace. No matter what's going on, we can have the peace of God if we know what to do. It says the wicked plotteth against the just. How many know there's a lot of plotting going on right now? Sometimes it's exposed, sometimes it's not. But by the time it's over with, it's all exposed. It said the the wicked plotteth against the just and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. Now look at this. Verse 13, the Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. The Lord is laughing right now because he knows how it turned out. And you know, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, this is not notes that's just come out while we're standing here. Ephesians 5, verse 1 says that we as believers are to be imitators of God as a dear child imitates his father. My father's laughing right now. He's not shook. Now we're going to look at things in the Word tonight while we're going to see we've got to watch out because what's in the spiritual atmosphere will overcome a believer if they don't know how to live by faith. Amen. And so right now, I was thinking about so many verses going along with this as we worship the Lord. I was thinking about, well, why can, why, why, why can we laugh like he laughs? Well, the end of the book, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11 says, we overcome. Or not overcome, we overcome. By the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony, but then the qualification, we love not our life till the death. We don't compromise what we believe. We don't change what we believe because of politics, popularity, polls, or anything else. We know the word of God endures forever. Jesus said in, in uh, Matthew, Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. And so we know as long as we're believers, that number one, we hear the word of God, Number two, we allow the word of God to get in our hearts and we speak it out of our mouth. Not just as, as faith confessions, but it deals with everyday life. And then we obey the word of God. We're not rebels. We're not, as Dr. Barclay says, double agents. We don't work on this side and work on that side depending on who the crowd is. That's what politicians do. You know, I remember during campaign times, I see clips on TV of politicians preaching in churches, act like there's one of them, and then I said, on the other side of the fence, the people are diabolically against Christianity and everything we believe, getting cheers from them because they can go both ways, depending on who they're with. Well, Christians are the same. We're steady, we're stable. And so we know that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, word of our testimony, because we do love Jesus more than life. Amen. And so we're looking tonight about he who laughs last will outlast the problems. And so Jesus told me to encourage you. And, and you know, I, I like some of the things when I'm in the spirit getting sermons, what he said. As a believer, all of you already have courage. How many know that as a believer, you've seen yourself do things and say things that you never thought you could do? That's because the spirit of God and the word of God gives you faith. And out of faith comes courage when you're facing giants. And so you already have courage to fight life's battles 
But through all the doom and gloom in the world today, I'm not out there around it like you are. I don't have to go around that yuck very often at all. But I know that I get, I get out there and I, and I see how people feel so hopeless. And I know some of the, some of the church people have to be quarantined when they're not sick, haven't been sick. And they, because they're around somebody that was, then they miss paid. They miss paid, don't get paid, but the bills go on and life goes on. And their kids not be able to be out there for the things they need to be around and all the, all the fellowship and the whatever you want to call it, the, so, the social re- interaction with other people and things like that. You're facing a lot of things that I personally don't face. And so they told me tonight to throw some faith fuel on your courage. And then that's called encourage, which means your courage gets refired. Do you ever think about that, that encourage is a part of the word courage? You just need to get your courage back in and get it fired up again. So that's what we're going to do because we, we, Jesus said, are the light of the world. We're the ones. And he said a bushel, he said, said a light's not to be put under a bushel, but it needs to be lifted up high for everybody to see. And so in our jobs with our families and the people that don't know what we know about Jesus, about the Word of God, people that don't know that the Holy Spirit of God lives inside of them, we're the ones have to know how to let that light shine bright because they're looking for answers. And, you know, when, when times were good, they didn't want to listen. But when times are bad, unless you go down with them, you get all doomed and gloom too. Who wants to hang around somebody that's doomed and gloomy? But if you got the light, you're letting it shine, they're going to come around you. And Jesus said, always be ready to give them an answer. And so no matter what goes on, if it looks like we're not going to be able to get the needs met this week, we laugh. Amen. If it looks like COVID and things are going to try to huff and puff and blow our house down, we laugh. Because he that sits in the heavens laughing, we can laugh. I'm going to show you why this is so important to keep our keep keep our joy level up. Go to James chapter 1, verse 2. Dylan, if you're out there, would you give me a shout? I'm not hearing anything inside of here right now. James chapter 1, verse 2. Okay, Dylan, you take a break. <laughs> Uh, praise God. Don't we love our church family? You know, right now, I can just, by the eyes of my faith, see out there, all around this area, people watching this right now, thinking, boy, I wish I could be there, but I can't go there because of what's going on, because right now i got to stay here for another three days. i got to stay here for two days. Or uh, somebody saw me cough yesterday, and they said, you better stay home. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Uh, you know, it, it, it's so it's so stupid. You get around people out there at the store, and, you, and you've got a little something like that. You know, it's not anything. Oh boy! You don't want them to hear you do anything because you think they might stone you. James chapter one verse two. It says, "My brethren, count it all what joy when what you fall into divers temptations. You count it all joy." What does that mean? That means by faith, you say, I'm going to be happy. By faith, I'm not getting down. Divers temptations, that means you're being hit from every side. And that's the time to say, man, I'm not going to be sad. I'm going to be glad. I love Jesus. Jesus loves me. I'm a child of God. He knows me. Jesus said, my father knows the number of every hair on my head. He knows when I lay down and when I get up. And he told me that his word never returns void. Amen. And so he says, so, so by faith, by faith, he says, count it all joy. And so we're going to see why we must be able to laugh at problems and bad news and not allow the circumstances. I want to say again, not allow the circumstances to cause us to go into despair and depression because we don't like the way things look today. How many know that things always change. And the life of a believer, depending on what you do and how you approach it, depends on how they're going to change. They're going to go worse or get better. And so I like that first thing that he said, count it all joy. And so we got to, number one, as believers, make sure that we're not going to lose our sense of humor. You know, I, I think about, I joke around a bunch of the people here tonight at church, before church started, I thought, man, get off that goofy stuff. But, you know, when you're a happy-go-lucky on the inside, it comes out. 
and that's the way I am, whether things are good, things are bad, or whatever's going on. Man, I, I, I'm a very serious Christian. I'm a good Bible teacher. I'm serious about the Word of God, but I love life. And I'm not going to let the depression of the world cause me to go down in a hole and hide my head and say, I can't be me. I enjoy my life. I'm a very goofy grandpa with my grandkids. I'm so much so that my daughter-in-laws now are finally used to it and they let me be. <laughs> but wouldn't that be terrible for grandpa to be so grouchy that that's all the grandkids remember about grandpa? Boy, I don't know about you, my grandpa was a grouch. And my grandkids are going to remember. I'll tell you what, I love to be around my grandpa. My grandpa always made me laugh. I had fun with grandpa. He did things mommy, they're watching, uh, wouldn't let me do. But anyway, I'm a grandpa that has fun. And uh, Katie and Julie, I know you're watching because I know you're not wrestling kids because they're obedient. So you're enjoying it. Amen. And so it says, well, we fought a diverse temptations would count it all joy. Now I want you to go to First Peter, one book over. And I want you to see this. And we're talking about why he that laughs last will outlast whatever's going on. First Peter 1, verse 5. And, you know, I like what Brother Hagin always said about where to read the Bible at. I mean, we need to read the Old Testament. We need to read uh, a, a lot of different things in the Bible. But the main place that we need to, as Christians, spend more of our time than any place else is the epistles. The epistles are the only part of the Bible written to born-again Christians that have eternal life in them. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there are no born-againers yet. I love to read the Gospels. And see things Jesus said, Jesus did, but he wasn't talking to Christians yet that had eternal life. And then after after that, Jesus made statements many times about it. And in that day, and in that day, that day that comes, that day that came on the day of Pentecost, Holy Spirit came to the earth, Christians born again, got the Spirit of God in us, and so that all the epistles are written by spirit-filled people to born again Christians with the Spirit of God. And so we need to see what uh, the epistles have saved more than anything. So First Peter chapter 1, verse 5 says, We are kept by the power of God through faith. And I think about what's going on while we can laugh with the things going on. I, there's so many verses I can just take off of here and preach for a while. I've been looking at a lot of things in the Word of God where he's led me about, about the power of God that sustains us. We've got the power of God in us. We can get healed quick if we need it. Amen. We know, we know where deliverance and victory comes from if we need it. We know what to take to other people to help them get delivered. It says we're kept by the power of God through faith. And faith works by what you hear, what you say, what you do. And so we have to actively participate in the kingdom of God for that power to be activated. Amen? It says faith and the salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Now here's where I'm headed to, right here. Verse 6. Notice this. Now in James chapter 1, it says, it says we're supposed to count it all faith, and we're supposed to count it all joy, count it all joy. Now, here, look at this, wherein you greatly rejoice. Now, he shifted up a gear, and it's the same Holy Spirit, two different people, James and then Peter. He said, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Well, James talked about diverse temptations, and now... Uh, Peter talks about manifold, many, a lot of temptations. And you know what? If you watch the news <laughs> at all, there are going to be lots of things you're going to be tempted to be upset about. Lots of things. You know, I was talking to my daughter-in-law in Brooklyn today. She had a baby, uh, what, yesterday for you? Well, yes, yesterday, so we was talking about the baby and stuff today. And we was talking about things going on a little bit. And I said, we've got to stop this. I said, you, we don't need to be talking this way. This is not good. But I said, I've seen the shelves on the news out of the East Coast, just aisles and aisles and aisles of nothing. I say, in Jesus' name, that's not coming to our city. But that, that's a temptation. Then I saw another girl, used to, matter of fact, she's a preacher now, was one of my converts back in Indiana. I saw her on Facebook yesterday out, out in Oklahoma. She said, I went to the store today with the same amount of money I always do said, I didn't take a list because I didn't, knew I didn't have enough with prices. And said, when I went in, said, I only got two things because that's all they had that I needed was just two things. They didn't have anything else. 
But she said, I spend as much as I do when I come out with a cart full because of the prices. That's a temptation to get depressed. That's a temptation. He said, now, said when we're tempted, did you notice he said for a season? For a season. We've been in a season now going on the third year. It's a season. You know, a season may be a very short time or it may be a longer time. But in heaven, one day is a thousand years, a thousand years is one day. So God is just a blip and we're in him. And so he said, we're supposed to greatly rejoice. Why do we greatly rejoice? Because we know where our answer comes from. We know where our needs are met from. We know who lives inside of us. We know who's for us. And like Romans 8.31 says, if God be for us, who can be against us? What difference does it make? And you know, I was thinking about something. I'd, I'd always like to take a little nap before I preach. I was laying in bed thinking a little bit before I come in to preach. I got to thinking about something I taught back in 1992. I've never taught it since. And I thought, boy, that, that, that sure does apply right now. You know, in the Old Testament, different types of things like magnify the Lord. Said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us magnify the Lord. Well, I remember when I taught that, I don't know if I'd ever find those notes or not. That was a long, 1992. That's been a long time ago. But anyway, I was thinking what I told the people that day. I said, if you get a magnifying glass and you hold it on something little, what happens? It gets bigger and bigger because you're magnified. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so I realized while I was laying there taking that little snooze this afternoon, thinking about tonight, that what you talk about magnifies in your sight. If you talk about how bad it is, how bad politicians are, how bad news people are, how bad the economy is, how bad gas prices are, how bad sickness and disease are, guess what? They're going to be magnified in your eyes. But if you start talking about the Word of God, how great Jesus is, how much mightier, how much more awesome, how much He can do, all of a sudden, the other things that were magnified because you kept feeding all the bad news, they start getting littler. Why are they getting littler? Because God's getting bigger in your eyes. Have you seen that he's bigger than COVID? He's bigger than empty shelves. He's bigger than $5 for a gallon of gas. Amen. You start doing that, what are you doing? You do what the Bible says, you're magnifying the Lord. And you start magnifying the Lord... It's not long, for it's not hard to greatly rejoice. Amen. Because you're magnifying the Lord. And so it says right here that we greatly rejoice, though now for a season. Say for a season. Say that like you really mean it. For a season. And you know some good words of the Bible that I've saw many times this, and it came to pass. Guess what? There's going to be some things in the history books about what's going on right now. They're going to say, and it came to pass. When's it coming to pass? Well, as far as I'm concerned, it came to pass last year. This is going to show up. <laughs> Amen. We've been calling this thing to leave, but it's going to show up. It came to pass. And then notice this here, verse 7. It says, we're going through the heaviness and all those things, but we're going to greatly rejoice while we're doing it, that the trial of your faith, how many know that your faith's being tested right now? Amen. Our faith is being tested. Some of us have been stretched, but I tell you for myself, I've honestly been having a good time for quite a while because I know whom I believe. I know what he's doing. And I'm not focusing on what's going on. I'm focusing on him, but I'm not ignoring what's going on either. I know what's going on, but I refuse his right to overcome me or my family or my church. It's not going to happen. Amen. Why is that? Because I greatly rejoice. Amen. I count it all joy that these things are going on because I know who's in control. I'm hooked up with him. And so he says, A tried of your faith be much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. At the revelation, at the appearing of Jesus Christ. And did my mic go down or something? Are we okay? Okay, I just want to make sure that you still hear me out there where it counts. I mean, you guys can hear me if I shout, but I want them to hear out there. And so it says, the praise and honor and glory at the period of Jesus Christ. And so how many know that when God 
God gets to demonstrate his goodness for his people, he gets glory. He gets praise. He gets honor. We as Christians have to make sure that when we're out of the world, if we, if we can't speak the language of faith where we are, we definitely operate the language of silence. You know, I learned years ago that before a Christian can learn the language of faith, they've got to learn the language of silence because we know we'll have what we say. And, you know, it's really, really hard unless the anointed God comes on you. If you're in a crowd of unbelievers and carnal Christians and they're really hitting doom and gloom out there, it's really hard not to get sucked under where you join in with them. And so the best thing you can do when that's going on, because I know this for me, you know, our, our verse here, uh, Joshua 24, 15, after me and my house, we will what? Serve the Lord in church. Well, how about on the job too? How about out in the workplace? How about serving him there too? And so when we're out there, if we don't have the grace and the anointing to speak up right then, just sit there. Just stare. And in your head, be quoting verses. In your head, be, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And Lord, I, you, know what, you know what I've said so many times? I've been around other Christians from different churches that I don't have authority in their lives because I'm not their pastor. I've been around other people, be talking, and they'll say, well, you know, this is what's going to happen to us. It's going to happen to us. You know what I always say under my breath? I say, Lord, he's speaking for himself, not for me. It's not going to happen to me. Lord, if that's what they want, I can't help it because they're ignorant of your word. But I know for me, Lord, I don't agree with that. I know it's out there. I know it wants to get my house. But, Lord, I refuse those things to write to come into my house or into my church. Amen. Do you hear what I'm saying? Those things are going on. It says the trine of our faith. The devil, through the things going on, wants you to let loose of your faith what you know to do. And I want to say this one more time so you get this. You don't have to talk. Just because somebody else is. You know, I know that one time when I, was, when I was a young Christian, there was an older Christian kind of mentoring me, but he was a pretty negative person a lot of times. I remember one day he always had this expression. Uh, what was he said? Ain't that right or something like that. Ain't that right. Ain't that right. Every time he said that, I stayed quiet. And then one day he noticed that. He was making his conversation there. Ain't that right. And I didn't say that. He said, well, ain't it? I said, No. That's not what the Bible says. It ain't right. You know, it might be right for you, but for me, God told me this, and I'm going to hold on to this for me. But, you know, you get back into a corner where they make you talk, then you have to speak up. But a lot of times, it's just not worth, it's just not worth the stupidity to try to tell somebody something they're not hooked up with. Do it better preaching than you are shouting. Amen. Amen. And so then notice then, verse 8. Verse 8 says, Whom having not seen, you love. And this is where this whole sermon started off at. This morning when I was praying about the encouraging stuff, the Lord gave me that first, and then I saw where he's going with it. Whom having not seen, you love. How many love the Jesus that you haven't seen yet? We love him. Is he the one that said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you? Is he the one that said, I'll be with you always? He's the same Jesus that danced in the fire with those three children and Daniel. He's the same Jesus that sent the angel to the lion's den. And right now, with things going on, it may seem like we're in a lion's den. It may seem like there's a lot of fire around us going on, but he hasn't changed. Same yesterday today and forever. Whom having uh, not seen, you love, and whom through now you see him not. Now look at this. I want you to see this. Yet believing, you rejoice with joy. What well, we just saw, greatly rejoice. And now he says, if all these things go on rough times, now he says, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. He keeps talking about the joy factor. He talks about the depressions going on. He said how heavy it is, how rough it is. He said, the answer is you've got to have great joy. You rejoice, you rejoice, you rejoice. And so rejoice means this, to talk about to yourself and others, the good things in life that Jesus has done for you in the past. You're heating up your joy. You know, I think about some of the stuff. They talk about different things. The ladies know they cook stuff. And uh, they say, man, we're going to cook that the next day. Say, man, you know, we reheated it was better this time than it was yesterday. And they reheated it again. 
And so he says, you rejoice. And I'll tell you what, when things, when we've been hit over the years with things, all of a sudden, we'll just start talking about when we got married, there's some opposition. We start talking about what God did to close the mouths of the people didn't like us when we got married. And we just have that joy all over again. We'll talk about the day that David jumped up off that hospital bed, started dancing up down that hallway. You know what we're doing? We're having that joy all over again. We're rejoicing again. We'll talk about the day that God moved us to California and started having that joy, that thrill all over again. He says, you rejoice. And so it may seem hard to think about anything good at the time. You might have been think, man, you know, I know I'm supposed to have joy. I know I'm supposed to laugh. And I know this is supposed to be, it's, but, well, you start bringing up the past then. Lord, I want to thank you for that time where they told me it couldn't be done. And I said, Jesus, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And I know that you showed up, Jesus. You turned that around. You know what starts happening? It's on the inside of you. If you got one of those little thermometers starts going up like that, you know, I haven't seen those video game stuff since I had Sega when Josh got one when he was a little kid. That got Josh started in the computer world. But anyway, I remember the little things they'd play, man. They'd pump these little things where they do all this, like that. You start doing that on the inside of your spirit, man. It's starting to go. starts coming up. That says joy unspeakable. What is joy unspeakable? Now get this, because if you, if you don't look at that word close, you don't know what he's saying. Joy unspeakable means you start getting so excited you can't express it in words. Hey, this turns into laughing. You start laughing. Why is that? That's joy coming out that can't be spoken. You know, when you're talking about the testimonies and telling things that's happened and rehearsing the good things that's happened, you're speaking those out. And that's a lot of joy. But I tell you what, you stick with it and all of a sudden you're just laughing. And then when you start laughing, then you try then, then you try to remember, what was it now that had me so upset? <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> and people look at you, and that's when the carnal Christians and the non-believers say, you know what, that Jamie's something wrong with her. She's a little off in the head or something. And they say, you know what they say? You know what they say? She doesn't have enough sense to know how serious this really is. And you know what? The honest truth is, I had family and Christians when David was crippled and had leukemia told me that to my face. This is serious. This is serious. I said, okay. He's laid out there all wired up, crippled and everything like that. I said, man, hey, you, 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 better, you, better, you better look at this. This is really serious. I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Hands have been laid on him. Prayer of faith. So that's how he looks, but he's not staying there. And it wasn't long he was out of there. But the people that thought they were helping me told me. And I had family members took counsel. There's something wrong with Bernie. He doesn't know what's wrong with his son. He doesn't have enough sense to know what's wrong with his son. Well, I knew this. John 10.10 told me that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus said, I come to have life that more abundantly. So I knew what was wrong. The devil wanted to kill my son. I know that Jesus, just like he told the, told, told the centurion about his uh, paralyzed servant, he said, what do you want me to do? He said, what do you believe? I said, Jesus, I believe the healing power of God's working in his body. I believe his legs are healed. I believe his blood is healed. And you know what? Within two weeks, the doctors believed it too. You know why? Because they saw it. That was at the revelation of Jesus Christ. He showed up. And that happened. So I'm, tell, I'm telling you how this works. He says that you got to rejoice. you got to rejoice as joy unspeakable, full of glory. You get so filled with the Spirit when you start talking about Jesus. How many know that Jesus told us in John chapter 16 that, that, that the Holy Spirit would bring to our remembrance everything he's told us? He'd show us things to come. And John, in John chapter 16, he said that the Holy Spirit will always talk about Jesus. He'll always honor Jesus. He'll glory Jesus. And, you know, I remember back when we had 63 days of Holy Ghost meetings back in Indiana. My music minister, Stan, we had, we had services seven days a week for a long time, 63 days straight. And so every day we worship Jesus. Every day, every day we come into church and worship Jesus for 63 days. And one night Stan came in, 
and he got up there fair and trembling to do the keyboard, guitar bass, and he said, guys, he said, the Holy Ghost talked to me today. And he said, Stan, are you going to play my song tonight? And Stan said, it was so real, he said, well, Holy Spirit, I didn't know you had a favorite song. He said, what's your favorite song, Holy Spirit? Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, and we sang that and the glory of God come in that building. And so I'm telling you, when you start talking about Jesus, the Holy Spirit gets activated in you and starts rising up. And as the Holy Spirit rises up, he gets your tongue. <clears throat> and then that tongue is going to change. You're going to be speaking in tongues. You're going to be laughing in tongues. Tongues are going to come out. You know what that is? That's joy unspeakable. You've got to get this. That's how this works. And, and this, so then as you're getting into the realm of the Spirit, you don't care about anything. You remember Acts chapter 2 when Peter said, these are not drunken as you suppose? He didn't say they wasn't drunk. He said they're not drunken like you think you're drunk. He said, they're not drunk on wine. They're drunk on the Spirit. And so as we get drunk on the Spirit, I just, oh, Mrs. Pastor, oh, there's so much I want to say. I start remembering things. I was at Brother Hagin's meetings over in West Virginia one time for two weeks. <laughs> and there was, there, there was a man, I think it was the policeman, I'm not for sure. But anyway, the whole story, long story short, people were falling out drunk in the spirit at this church. And this man was going home just praising the Lord. And a policeman pulled him over because he was weaving or something. And with the priest, police wanted to see his driver's license. <laughs> he reached out to hand the guy's driver's license. He was the full of the spirit. The policeman got wobbly, started falling around. <laughs> and he got drunk. And if I remember the story right, I think that policeman came to the church. I think he's the one that told the testimony. That guy touched me. And when he did, something hit me. Amen. I remember back during our Holy Ghost meetings, the things I saw. It was so wild when those things were going on. I remember one night. Oh, boy. Time. Go back. I remember one night. We were this, like, now, get, now, get this. The 63 days straight. We, 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 Let's just stand up and reverence the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. David, I'm going to come up here and stand behind me. I'm getting pretty wobbly. Thank you, Lord. Don't touch me. Thank you, Lord. Let's just worship the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we worship you. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, we thank you that you're great and greatly to be praised. Lord, we thank you that you're great and greatly to be praised. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We praise you and give you glory. Father, I want to thank you that the things we've seen you do in the past, you're doing today. Father, I want to thank you for your move across our nation, for your move across California. Father, we yield to you. We want all that you have for us, Lord, so we can help people. We thank you for, oh, we thank you for your great spirit, Lord. Father, we praise you. We praise you, Lord. We praise you. Thank you, Jesus.
If there's anybody here never been filled with the Spirit, come up here. I want to lay hands on you. And Jesus is going to fill you with the Spirit now. If you've never been filled with the Spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If, you, if you've never spoken in tongues, never been filled with the Spirit, come up here. I want to lay hands on you. strong you hear right now and whatever you want to do Jesus is what we want to do I know this anointing doesn't come in just to bless me it's to help people thank you Jesus thank you Lord hallelujah if you just want a hands laid on you come up here just let me lay hands on you and Jesus is going to bless you thank you Lord This is for you out there watching too. If you need something from Jesus, just raise your hands right now where you are and something good is going to happen for you. The Spirit of God is moving. Hallelujah. Guys, come on up here. guy up. Loose him up, Lord. Give him what he needs, Lord. Give him what he needs. Give him what he needs, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Fresh anointing, Lord. Fresh anointing, Lord. I know he's about to come to a finish line. And there's a starting line for another phase. Lord, I thank you for giving me what it takes to cross that line. So you hit the next phase. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Jose, don't look back. You're about to that line. You're going to cross over. And you're leaving this phase. You're going to the next one. You're going to the next one. Just be praising him and thanking him. He gave you what it takes to finish. So you start that next one in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, the glory's up here. The glory's up here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I loose it. I release. I release, I release the anointing of God. I release the anointing of God in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Be recharged, refired in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Watch him. Watch him, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, thank you, Father. I release. I release the anointing of God into this clean vessel, this open vessel. Lord, 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 Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Sakapata Kasiko. Oh, Kosakata Kasito. Oh, Kosata Kasi. Oh, Kosakata Kasata Kasi. Oh, Kopata Kasiko. Oh, Soto Kosi. She got a Kasakoto Kosi. She got a Kasiko. So, Shakata Kasata. Shukoto. Jamie said, Open your mouth wide and I'll fill it. He said, Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. I'll fill it. Unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. 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 Let me let me tell you guys something about the anointing. When the anointing comes in, a lot of times with the minister ministering, it hoovers it hangs out around him. So there's a glory up here. Is why I kept everybody coming up closer because the glory was up here. Spirit of God's here, but the glory was here. And so if you, you know, one more time, if you need something, come up here and let me lay hands on you. If not, we're going to wrap it up and head the other direction. But uh, anyway, Spirit of God, in a special way, came in tonight. I haven't experienced that for years, like what happened tonight. If we'd have had a lot more people here, you see a lot more happen. But praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to a new phase. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's just all thank him for a minute before we get this thing wrapped up. Let's just thank him. Let's just acknowledge who he is and give him praise and glory. Oh, Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you glory. Father, we thank you that the times we're living in are not normal times. They're supernatural times. And Lord, you told us in your word that before you come back, your glory would fill the church. You said you're coming back for a glorious church. A glorious church. Full of the glory of Esparta Rico. And Father, this church cries out, cries out. Here we are, Lord, use us. Here we are, Lord, send us. Father, we thank you for filling us. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the glory. Thank you for the glory. Thank you for the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 How many know this wasn't fake? (laughs) This is the real stuff. Amen. 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 Ladies, just stay here as long as you want to till you're done. You've got an appointment with the Lord right now, so just stay here. Amen. Amen. Alexis, you want to come up and lead us in our uh, Barstow Faith Confession? You know, when things like that happen, because I'm not in control, I don't know what to do except say, Jesus, what do you want to do? And I know he wanted to bless people. And they got it. Let me tell you, when the Lord does things like that, it's not just for a show for people, it's for a purpose. That's the the, one, the ones that really got received from him, just know this, that wasn't just so you can feel good at a service, that's so you can be refilled to take it to somebody else. So don't be surprised 
the people God sends your way in the next few days. And just know this, it's just like you went to the space station. You got space fuel. You just, man, you got high octane. And so you got something you didn't have, and there's going to be somebody that comes to you that needs it. So when you do, you just let them know, hey, just get close to me. I got power in my hands. Let me lay hands on you. Let me pray for you. And don't be surprised if you like that policeman. They start getting wobbly and uh, begin to fall. Amen. Well, we're going to have Alexis. These are the Barstow Faith Confession. And then we'll let you all go home. And, uh, man, just take it with you. Take it to work tomorrow. And have a good time in the Lord. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our, Our families, families are, are blessed. blessed. Our, Our schools, schools are blessed. blessed. Our churches, churches are blessed. blessed. Barstow, Barstow is healed. healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved. In Jesus' name, amen.